Welcome to Sourcing Journal Radio, our weekly check-in with apparel insiders and thought leaders, which spotlights a variety of topics currently driving change in the market. I am Edward Hertzman, founder and president of Sourcing Journal and Rivet. On today's episode, we will be speaking with Boris Ozden, the product development manager of ISCO, one of the world's most recognized denim producers. Along with pioneering game-changing innovations in denim fabric technology like the jog gene, ISCO is emerging as a leader in sustainability, obtaining life cycle assessments of all its 25,000-plus denim fabrics and becoming the first denim mill to receive the Nordic Swan Eco Label, an EU certification for 40-plus products from its EarthFit collection. Boris is behind many of these achievements. Rising through the ranks over 20 years, Boris and his team are tasked with following and interpreting market trends in order to create ISCO's fabric collections. Beyond product development duties, he also plays a critical role in providing technical support to sales and marketing, translating ISCO's innovations and long-term vision for customers. And it's for these reasons and more that Boris was named one of Rivet's 50 most influential people in denim. Boris, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for hearing me. So let's start with the beginning. How did you begin your career with ISCO more than 20 years ago? Oh, it was started in the university. I, I graduated from Ege University, Textile Engineering. And uh, and also I knew the president of the Sanko Holding, which is our uh, holding company. He was visiting the schools and he was giving a, a speech every year. And uh, we, 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 all the textile engineers, we knew him. We still know him. And uh, so ISCO came to our career days at the uh, last year of the school, and we had an interview, and I'm here. (laughs) So as someone who has been there for decades, how would you describe the culture at the company, especially as one that aims to innovate? I am not the only one who works like more than decades here. Uh, Our teams here, or everybody is working very long time so it after a certain years uh, i think there is a uh, it's creating an environment like a family so that's why we call also it's a, a family because we are working together very long time for the same goal and uh, this uh, east coast culture especially coming from the upper management it's quite uh, supportive so there it's uh, supports the ideas everybody supports the ideas and when we especially as a product development, it's a very big treasure because when you have an idea, uh, all people, all teams are working on that there to execute it. So it is, it is fantastic. So that's why the, this uh, family culture or the supportive culture is quite important that we have here. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's remarkable, especially in today's environment. You know, people job hop every few years. That really, that really speaks volumes to the, to the culture that, that, that ISCO must be breeding and cultivates uh, because in order to retain talent and build that, it's, 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 it's an art in itself. So let's, let's pivot a little bit. What are some of the notable market trends that are influencing the investments and innovation uh, at ISCO today? Actually, uh, investments, uh, it's something else because the market trends are changing very fast. And uh, our job is uh, to foresee these trends before, before they are coming. So it is uh, quite uh, challenging and also uh, at the same time very interesting uh, moment for us because uh, our job and is we are trying to understand what trend is coming even the people 
uh, our customer or consumers even don't know what's coming. So uh, that's that's uh, quite uh, challenging and influencing our uh, innovations a lot. I can tell that we're uh, for many years we are looking at the streets first. Uh, we always think about the people. We said we always think about what they want, uh, what why they are wearing these uh, garments or why they are doing this, uh, following these trends, and what they need, what they will need uh, next. So uh, my team, myself and my team all together, uh, we have a, a yearly program. We are visiting some notable uh, cities like Los Angeles, Tokyo, London, New York. Uh, eight, eight, ten cities every year, visiting the cities, checking the streets, taking, taking pictures. And uh, believe, believe me, there are many innovative people on the streets. They know what they want and they... Most of the trends so far we see has started on the streets. So these creative people, uh, they know what they want and they are wearing them. If they cannot find it in the stores, they are creating it. So uh, that's uh, quite interesting for to see that uh, the, the small trends, uh, it just started like a very small point. But uh, you see every, because we are doing this uh, visit, uh, visiting market researchers every couple of months, so after a couple of months, you see that oh, next last time, 10 we have seen 10 people, 10 guys, for example, in skinny jeans. And uh, six months later, there are hundreds of them. So it seems that it, we say it seems uh, it's coming. So this, it starts like that. So this is uh, our main focus uh, for, the, for our in innovations. You know, Isco emerged as a pioneer in the athleisure denim category. You guys really, you know, put the whole jog gene on the map. Do you think this category is as important today as it was a few a few years ago? And if so, you know, how is this category really evolving? Actually, athleisure, sportswear, denim, uh, they were always uh, going parallel uh, in the market. And sometimes uh, during the years, sometimes they uh, get closer to each other. But... Uh, we start to see last couple of days, like you said, uh, now they are touching each other. So we we see that uh, the athleisure brands are using denim more and the denim brands are using athleisure silhouettes and athleisure type of sections more. So I think I think it has just started. It's not uh, going anywhere. This trend, uh, because people people enjoy that. Uh, and also the, uh, the understanding of the fashion is changing uh, because... Uh, let me give you an example. In the in the past, you cannot maybe you cannot wear your yoga pants uh, on the streets, uh, or you cannot get in the uh, some restaurants or the nightclubs with your jeans or sneakers. Today, today it's a high fashion, so people are wearing uh, sneakers underneath of the very sharp suits. Or uh, denim is a fashion item now, not the weekend or the workwear anymore. So this this uh, evolving uh, trends uh, shows us that the athleisure uh, will be there. The, the challenge is uh, the athleisure brand uh, brands are learning how to work with denim because denim streetwear and athleisure is a totally two different worlds, two different planet. So this is uh, at that point uh, our approach is uh, different than. Uh, the market. So we have launched uh, our Arquas platform for the athleisure and the sportswear and also denim 
uh, brands who wants to use this uh, idea. So we are using our woven technologies to give uh, more benefits to the art leisure brands, and we have a very good reaction to them. You know, talking about trends and, and influence of of the consumer uh, on on how the denim category is evolving. You know, what impact bars do you think Gen Z and younger generations will have on denim's future? Actually, each generation must be a different than the others. Otherwise, they don't be a generation. Uh, so each generation wants to be different than their fathers, grandfathers, and today everything is quite fast. And uh, the, the generation differences uh, is starting like uh, from five years. And it's, it seems that uh, there's a generation differences be- between uh, two brothers or uh, in the, uh, between the siblings. So I was, I was reading an article uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was about uh, uh, summers. It's uh, like an ancient region. Uh, they lived 5,000 years ago in, uh, on, in Anatolia. And uh, in their... Uh, they were civilized, and one of their inscription was saying, uh, "Where are these youngs going?" So it is. It, it was a problem five thousand years ago too. Uh, the generation differences, but I think the generation Z will will impact the, the fashion uh, in a different way. First of all, uh, they uh, as a when we look at the, from the uh, history part that it's quite important for the denim. Uh, it seems that uh, they don't care about the, uh, the denim history uh, and the legends or something like that, but they like they like denim part. And also, uh, since they want to be uh, also um, different than the others, so they are more creative, they are more uh, customized, and uh, their buying habit is also different. So it, they are also shaping the uh, commercial uh, things uh, in the market too. So uh, we are uh, s- still uh, looking at them. And uh, honestly, uh, we still don't know what they what they want uh, 100%. But we, we realize that, especially for the, uh, the silhouettes and how they use the fabrics and the garments uh, is quite different. So that's why last two years uh, we add our collections uh, a lifestyle. We call it reset for the generation Z because they are resetting the fashion. So bars recently, Isco achieved both the EU Eco Label and Nordic Swan Eco Label for Isco Earthfit, the company's lowest impact on denim collection. What were some of the biggest hurdles that Isco had to overcome to accomplish this? I won't be humble, but uh, we were we were very ready uh, for these certifications. Um, actually, it was uh, these certification programs are quite tough, uh, but uh, it took us uh, shorter than the normal uh, to pass that auditions uh, because sustainability is a long-term project with the short-term results. So ISCO didn't start the sustainability or the sustainability approach uh, five years ago or 10 years ago. ISCO has started uh, this 25 years ago. So every every year we have uh, uh, invest on that. And uh, today we are, uh, our uh, approach is slightly different uh, than the market, especially to uh, the sustainability idea, because sustainable, everybody has a different uh, 
understanding of the sustainability. Uh, what we believe, what we believe is, for example, using sustainable known uh, materials uh, for the fabric production doesn't make you sustainable, because if you are dumping your uh, wastewaters or the chemicals to the river next to your factory, uh, it doesn't make you any, any sustainable. The product product maybe uh, seem uh, sustainable known materials in that, but uh, the, the, that's why our uh, idea, our approach is. We call it uh, responsible innovation. Being being responsible is more important uh, than the being sustain, sustainable, I guess, because waste management, recycling water, chemicals, cotton, all the fibers, using less energy, using less water, and the, the using the natural sources less. It is uh, more important. So we were we were doing that. Since nobody was talking about sustainability, that's why that's why for this uh, certification programs, uh, actually uh, we didn't we didn't have any uh, I mean very big uh, difficulties. So it was thanks to thanks to my team here, uh, all the all the colleagues. It was quite uh, easy, I can tell. So I want to continue the conversation, Boris, on, um, on on labeling and certification. As a product developer, what do you think about the different labeling and certification processes that are available today, you know, specifically in the denim sector? Is it motivating companies or is it creating more chaos and complications than necessary? It, it seems that the market fashion world and the industry is a little uh, confused about that. Everybody has a different uh, approach to the uh, sustainability. What we, we are doing is actually all our claims are verified by a third party partners. So uh, we are working the uh, most trustable uh, third parties. And uh, that's why we also, our uh, CSR department finished all the 20, 25, over 25,000 articles, EPD reports, which is car- carbon footprint uh, basically. So uh, at, <laughs> this is I, my, my uh, understanding or my approach is a little, uh, uh, engineered on that because I, at the end I am an engineer, so I I like to uh, speak uh, with the numbers. So uh, instead of saying uh, we we have used this amount less water uh, this year, uh, I prefer to show it not by myself uh, from the third party uh, organizations. So that's why uh, we are working with the different organizations. Uh, third-party organizations. Uh, we are supporting the industry uh, in that uh, area. And also for the EPD, for example, we wrote the category rules in the denim because these third parties also, uh, most of them, uh, they are quite away to the denim world or the, uh, the denim mills, let's say. Uh, so uh, we are also helping them uh, to understand and, and working uh, with them together. Boris, I, I have a different question for you. It, Isco has a long roster of um, denim franchises. Which one do you do you find that you wear the most, and why? Uh, I am a little conservative on that. I mostly, I am wearing salvage jeans. Uh, but uh, last three, four years, uh, I have discovered uh, the comfortness of the stretch fabrics because uh, usually. Uh, when we have when we uh, develop a new group of fabrics, uh, the first uh, wear testers are us, my team. We are wearing that. I discovered the comfortness of the stretch, so I have started to wear 
blue skin type of our blue skin group fabrics like four way stretches and uh, so i am trying also uh, the the latest development some of the salvage and the stretch fabrics together so personally i am i am on the salvage side yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I still love the the really <laughs> raw, heavy 13, 14, 15 ounce, 100% cotton. You, you sit down and it almost is almost uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah. Most of most of my friends they're asking why you are doing this to you. <laughs> but I love it. After two years, it looks like a completely different jean. You see the keys and the wallet, and it's it's. I feel like you know us denim heads. We really we we appreciate that. But yes, for the average person, it, it's uh, it's almost painful to wear. <laughs> yeah, no pain, no gain. <laughs> so the last question for you, um, what is the next big innovation that you would like to be part of? And I know that's open-ended, so you know you could really answer that many ways. It's it's a little challenging and also easy. I can't tell everything, but uh, it's also can be specific. Okay, actually, honestly, um, what I believe is every every great story uh, starts with a first, like a first man on the moon, first woman on the top of the Mount Everest, or something like that. But uh, I I I think I am I am very lucky because uh, I had a chance uh, to work with Isco and uh, with the great teams here, and uh, I had a chance to be in many first story uh, in the market. So. We brought up, as you said, we brought up joke jeans, jeggings. Jeggings, for example, it's a, a very uh, a, a story that I, I am very proud of it. Uh, jegging uh, name is in the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, it's our trademark. And uh, it is, we have celebrated 10 years, 10th anniversary of the jeggings. So uh, that was the one of the first. And uh, we, have, we have lots of uh, great story. And... Uh, now we have many, many projects uh, uh, on the table we are working on. Uh, I mean, if I need to come back to the, your question about the sustainability and the, the certifications, for example, uh, we are also launching uh, very soon uh, a new uh, project that we call it R2. It's the, a new uh, sustainability approach uh, to for the market. This is also quite interesting for us. So, and also it is quite interesting to, for me uh, to work with the different disciplines like uh, at leisure, sports, and even uh, wearable technologies. Uh, when I'm talking about the wearable technologies, I am not talking about the watches or the cell phones. These are, for me, these are wearable, not wearable, these are attachments. So where, when I'm talking about the wearable, I am talking about the fabric that you wear can do something. So uh, this is uh, quite interesting. And uh, this is one of the uh, projects that I would like to be part of. Very cool. Well, Boris, you know, I, I want to congratulate you again for being uh, uh, awarded one of Rivet's, mo you know, 50 most influential people. Th thank you. It's, it was uh, a big honor. I'm honored. For everyone listening, if, if they're interested in getting in touch with you or, or, or Isco, what would be the best way for them for them to reach out? You want to give a, is there a LinkedIn or, a, or an email or a website that they should go to? Actually, we are everywhere. If they if they go to our website, they, they can have the all uh, links to uh, all the social medias. 
And if you're if they're in the industry, also uh, we have uh, 35 uh, offices all around the world. So so it is uh, quite easy to reach out to us. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to uh, catching up with you again uh, soon. Um, and uh, thank you again for your time. It's, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.